Welcome to Petty Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. I use the Seed 2, it's perfect for links golf, plenty long, lovely and soft around the greens. What do you use? Let me know over on social media. Thank you for pressing play on today's show. It is a bonus episode. It's with Matt Sardercock from Mount Juliet. It's a new segment here that we're trying to bring out every month or so with Matt, the director of God at Mount Juliet, the path to Mount Juliet and the Irish Open 2020. But as Gay Byrne would have said, roll it there, Roisin. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What did he get at? show and uh, Paddy Talks this week and another bonus episode this week because we're sitting down with Matt Sondercock from Mount Juliet and it's all around the Irish Open. Matt, welcome to the show again. Good, good to be here Paddy, good to hear from you again. You have the leaf blower off this time. The leaf blower is turned off, uh, the outside <laughs> noises are reduced and it's just uh, just me in the office, you should be fine today. No, very good. Well this is actually a first for the podcast in terms of it's being done remotely. So we're trusting technology on this one. Um, right, so let's get stuck into it. So the first question, of course, that mainly are looking at Irish Open has been on links courses predominantly over the last few years. So how did Mount Juliet um, go around getting the Irish Open down in Kilkenny this year? Well, for us, getting the Irish Open back is obviously, first of all, it's a great honour for us to have it back. And I think when you look at the Ireland as a country and uh, you look at the great courses we have and the Dare Manor coming on board as a Parkland, you have K Club hosting it previously there. You have uh, like a Carton House. You have a lot of undiscovered gems along the way in the Parkland Golf. And I think for us to showcase everything we can offer, uh, it's a brilliant for us to have it, host it, showcase Parkland as well as Lynch. Uh, having the hotel is obviously a nice reward for the players as well. They can roll out of the bed in the morning and, and kind of roll straight onto the chipping green and tee off. So that will also help the, uh, ease the pain of a non-links venue maybe for John Ram this year. No, definitely. And I suppose it might be the first time in a few years that people can really get accommodation within half an hour of the course, maybe. Yeah, I mean, this year, if you look at it, you have uh, Kilkenny, you have Waterford, Carlo. Uh, there's so many different options to stay. Kilkenny will be cat laughs week, so it's a very busy week in itself. Uh, but the city will be absolutely buzzing there and everyone will be really looking forward to the weekend activities away from the golf as well as on the golf course. And I suppose Mount Juliet does have big championship um, heritage in that it's not its first... Um, first go at this, is it? No, it's not our first rodeo, that's for sure. Uh, it's 25 years on since our last Irish Open, but we had three of them then with two WGCs, and it's kind of proven with the level of winner that we have. The course suits the good player, if not the great player, when you look at our list of winners with Tiger and Ernie Els included. Not many can say that. Um, no. So so the event was in the hinge of all places last year thanks be to god um it was a great week great week there was a big sign actually and my, my mother still says it for the months running up to the event there was a big sign outside the course on the scanner road saying it's going to be great and they left up the <laughs> sign they left up the sign um, for about a month or two afterwards and it just read there was a big sign over us going it was great <laughs> um, <laughs> good. but um so what so, but the, the, the slot has changed on the European tour. So it was in um, 
was it the first week of June? Because I launched this podcast actually during the IPO Open last year. So July. Yeah, first week in July, I think. First week in July. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it's a hazy memory for me. Um, <laughs> but it's been moved back to May. So what did it's 28th to the 31st. That's it. That's the main week there. Uh, it's a big year ahead for golf when you look at the Ryder Cup and you have the Olympics. You now have the schedule changing of the majors. So May is a great time for us to sit in there. With the next Rolex series event, amazingly, uh, as we sit here in February saying that. So that's a great draw with the Ryder Cup year and points on offer for these guys. Uh, having them into the event, committed to the event early in the season will be, will be fantastic for us here and also a fantastic spectacle for so many of the, the Southeast who have not seen these guys in this quarter of the country for a long, long time now. No, exactly. And I suppose a couple of weeks ago now, by the time this podcast goes out, is the host of this year's Irish Open is back on the winner's podium, Mr. McDowell. Yeah, he is. He's definitely on there. I mean, what a weekend he had. Uh, I guess those conditions would have suited him a nice breezy day. Get the Portrush native back into uh, his own condition, so to speak. And he played fantastic. So for us, actually, welcoming. A European Tour winner the same year as hosting the event itself is a rarity. So obviously Paul McGinley done a great job there last year at La Hinch was was much more off course than on course. So welcome McDowell to the estate as a potential winner of the event even this year. Now it could some in story if he wins it as well as hosting it in the same week. No, that that'd be an, uh, an epic story. So so what other <laughs> say confirmed players have been uh, list have, have basically confirmed themselves as playing this year. Yeah, well, as we stand at the minute, it's uh, it's very early days. So we're early February. I mean, at the minute, we have uh, the likes of John Ram confirmed as the past champion and also Shane Lowry. I mean, we know uh, I actually made contact there with Eddie Pepperell on Twitter and he confirmed he's going to play via Twitter as very only good. Eddie Pepperell could. <laughs> so uh, other than that, there's no new no new names, nothing breaking that we know of. Uh, we'd love to have Rory here. There's obviously been a lot of verbal comments on that. So hopefully we can... Uh, have him in the field, which will be great news, as well as some of the other big names around Europe. If we can get a few of the, the Ryder Cup stalwarts and the, the legends of the game there, it'll be great. I mean, it's just going to be a case of hopefully a few a few new players every couple of weeks will just stick their hand up and want a piece of uh, the Kilkenny action in May. Drip feed us, drip feed us with all that information. Um, <laughs> but that's actually why, why we're having a chat, is we're looking to make this like a mainstay of the podcast every couple of weeks, maybe, and we'll just kind of review yeah. um, what's like, the lead-up to the Irish Open, who's confirmed, and of course, all the preparations you're doing. So um, this is a short episode yeah. because you actually have the European Tour there today. So I do. can you give us an eye-opener into <laughs> kind of the preparations, I mean, with the, the, the to-do list you kind of have to cover off in the next couple of weeks or months? Yeah, the to-do list is it's an ever-changing list, as you can imagine, with an event this size. Uh, fortunately enough, we've had a lot of our meetings already uh, in regards to the agronomy of the golf course and some of the hospitality meetings. So we're really making some strong strides there. There was some coursework done in the last few weeks already. Now the weather's thankfully turned for us. So there's a, there's a little bit of uh, tree works and space clearing. It really is to aid the, the spectator benefits there. They can see a little bit easier around the golf course make things a bit more playable for the players because we don't want to make it too tough for them. We want to see a nice few birdies and a few bits of excitement down the stretch. So that'll be good. And the rest of it then goes on to more internal works for us, uh, where the players have breakfast. <laughs> that sort of thing is a bit key of a, stuff. Key, a question. Key stuff. key stuff. And then you go to the tented village where we're hoping to have a supply uh, all the spectators there with, with their food, their drink, uh, some memorabilia of the event. Uh, it's, it's great, great event to make memories at. So having those things that 
you can buy your logo shirt, you can get your, your pin flag signed by Ram on the first tee, and these sorts of things will be a really good really good way for us to start making memories for the next 25 years. Um, so we're looking forward to making that, that memory maker, really, to be honest. And uh, that's where we're at at the minute, trying to make it fun, exciting, uh, incorporating the local towns and villages, which at the minute have been embraced very well. Obviously, Kilkenny has its own event going on, but we will be heavily part of that, and we hope they can be part of our event the same week. No, fantastic. I suppose that's something that Paul McGinley drove last year was the full community, that it wasn't just the golf course, that it was actually the full, um, almost the whole wide Atlantic way was featured um, in the weeks running yeah. into it. So um, maybe you can tie in a few of the ancient East uh, has to offer Uncle Kenny as well. Hopefully so. In, in terms of the week itself, um, public access is Wednesday through Sunday, of course. Um, pricing yeah. is on Eventbrite. You can even if you just Google um, to buy the free Irish Open, you can get there. But Le Hinch was um, a sellout last year. The Thursday, Friday were yeah. sold out. Saturday was a sellout. I think by two weeks in advance, the final day was a sellout. So anybody listening, so that's around um, fifteen hundred people a month now. So you know, might might Good. might all get around the seventeenth green or something all together <laughs> on the Saturday. Um, have a patty party. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can have our own tent. Um, <laughs> I might know a guy down there can sort me that out. But um, yeah, I get your tickets available so straight away. I'm just looking at the prices right now. And kind of daily prices, Thursday, Friday are 23 euros for an adult, uh, juniors are a tenner, and then into the weekend it's 27 and, and a tenner respectively. But the best value is, of course, yeah. um, the early bird um, going for the full week, um, which is brilliant. It's 83 and I think it's 25. So um, definitely get on there and get your tickets early, folks. That's my only advice. There's, uh, I think the early bird runs to the end of the February, I believe. So any of those guys really looking want to take advantage of that. You have another few weeks going there. And uh, hospitality actually went live as well their last 10 days or so. So anyone looking to do more of a a corporate event or wants a little bit of an upgrade for their ticket that week, then just let us know. Give us a contact. Um, you can email us as well at irishopen at mattjuliet.ie. So then you can always make contact if you want to do something a little special, either just for a birthday for one of the days. These sorts of things are nice to add to the memory bank there of the Irish Open this year. No, definitely. Um, something that, of course, this podcast is around Irish golf, Irish golfers, Irish amateurs. And it it, it is a bit complicated because it is a Rolex Tour event now um, in terms of yeah. um, Sport Ireland or Irish golf being able to get the Irish amateurs in out of Shane Lowry in 2008. Um, 2008, wasn't it? No, 2009. Um, the nine. Yeah, yeah um, I was in Italy. That's all I have to remember. I was... Um, Kim Parry was all over the table that day I track all the Irish players and who's coming and I suppose the Irish qualifier is Portmarnock Lynx in in um, May yep May 23rd and 4th I believe is the dates so I think that is a, that is also a great option for Irish people to go watch that's where all the Irish guys and and, and the European Tour folks will be trying to qualify as well but um, because they hold a winter series all winter actually all the Irish pros and PGA pros at that, and play it almost every week. So hopefully, given that um, they know that course pretty well, we'll see we'll see plenty of Irish players down in Mount Julius um, next or later on this year. They do, and uh, particularly like like Sir Robin Dawson, who's a local to us here. Uh, he plays a lot up there, plays out of there. Uh, so we're really hoping he can maybe qualify himself and then be back here hitting a few balls and playing the event after such a successful. Irish Open for him in 2019. It'd be great if he could keep the charge going and 
Seamus Powers, obviously a Waterford local, so you never know. Perhaps Seamus might make the trip over again this year. And there's so many good young mm-hmm. players now coming yeah. through in the country, and so many good pros anyway. Uh, it'd be tough scoring. I'd like to see some of the some of the scorecards after that those two days. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be, yeah. be good work to do. And uh, I think the guys are more than capable. It's only a quick turnaround, so if you strike hot on the 24th, chances are you're still going to be relatively warm come the 28th. So it's a great chance here for one of the, the local pros to make a name for himself. No, it's, no, no, it's definitely, it's definitely, definitely a key for, for, for the year ahead. Um, thank you very much for the chat. Uh, you must get back to definitely more important people than me in the European Tour uh, <laughs> no in a problem. couple of minutes. So, so thank you very much for your time, and we look forward to catching up in a couple of weeks. Brilliant. Thanks, Paddy. Speak soon. That was Matt Sondercock, Director of Golf Down in Mount Juliet. And I'm really excited to bring this little segment to you every couple of weeks, hopefully, and to bring you the latest and greatest from Mount Juliet and how they're all preparing down there to bring the greatest show in Irish golf to all of us and the Irish golfers and beyond uh, to the Ireland of Ireland. Let me know. Uh, any questions you would have for Matt for me with the next segment in terms of how they prepare the course, the practice ground, the nitty-gritty of behind the scenes, and hopefully Matt can help us uh, get a bird's-eye view or behind-the-scenes flying-the-wall stuff into the Irish Open this year. Thank you all for pressing play. Please do leave a review of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Check out www.pallygraph.com. New website launched. There's a little newsletter there, so do join up uh, join the timesheet there Uh, but most of all please share the show with your family and friends thank you again for pressing play until we tee up again soon i'm paddy (laughs) 